Good morning, church. Um, I just want to let you in on a couple of things as we get started this morning. Number one is I love you, and, and secondly, of course, is I miss you. I hear people saying that all the time right now, is that, man, I miss being at church, and that does my heart good when you say that. I hope you're missing me, because I know I'm missing you. Uh, even people back in Kentucky where my family uh, live, a lot of my family and Donna's, we, um, we're hearing them say that. Man, I miss being around my people at church. And that, again, does my heart good. But I, I think what we're doing is we're discovering here that we may have been taking some things for granted. And um, so I just want to encourage you this morning is keep the faith because I believe God's going to have a breakthrough in all of this and we're going to be back together before you know it. You know, one of the songs that I love, um, I love all the songs we sing at church, especially when Kyle is leading and does a great job for us. But the, the song that I love to hear is highly exalted. And it's so powerful in its words. And I'm going to play that for you this morning. And in, in that, I want you to listen real closely um, and look at the words and think about those words. And my prayer is that it's going to help you in preparing our hearts, your heart, my heart, for our communion time this morning. I've asked the Croft family to lead us in that time this morning. And so then after the communion time, I'll come back, give another message, and we'll be well on our way. Uh, so in the meantime, enjoy. You were despised, you were rejected, Lord, those who passed by. Even averted their gaze from the side. Such was the suffering you bore for us. Led like a lamb, a lamb to the slaughter, you spoke not a word, but chose to be silent, Deceitfulness found in you. Yet by your wounds our salvation has come. Yet by your suffering our freedom is won. For God has highly exalted your name. He has enthroned you on high. Jesus the name. Yeah. 
Even a bird hid their case from the sight. Such was the suffering you bore for us. Hey, Western Hills from the Crofts. And we've been asked to uh, lead you guys in communion this Sunday, and we're excited to do so. And we just want to say that we miss you, and we can't wait to get back to church and see you guys face to face. Before we get started in communion, I just wanted to share that, of course, I also miss you. But communion during this time of social distancing and isolation has kind of um, developed a deeper meaning in me. And one of the reasons why is that every Sunday when our little family gathers around this table and partakes in communion, I'm reminded of my church family who's doing it all over this community and even the world. And it helps me feel less isolated and more connected, not only to Jesus, but also to you. So I hope that this is a time of blessing for you this morning. For the scripture, I'll be reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For remember, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So would you please bow with us? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time to come together, Lord, and to remember the sacrifice that you made on the cross for us, Lord, for the body that was broken, for the forgiveness of our sins. We praise you for that, Lord. And although we can't be together, we can share in this time, and we can be bonded through that, through your broken body. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Or would you continue your prayer with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you now and just thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross for us, Lord. Thank you for taking on the sins and for allowing us to have everlasting life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, that wraps up our communion service, and we just thank you guys for... Uh, participating with us and we just want to say uh, we miss you and we can't wait to see you again. Bye!
Well, I told you I'd be back, didn't I? I want to thank the Croft family for leading us today in our communion and that special time together. I also just want to start off by saying I want to thank a couple of people as well. First of all, the elders and they're doing a terrific job kind of weaving us through this uh, process as well. But I want to thank Lonnie Caples and uh, Debbie Wood. Uh, Lonnie is the one that videotapes all this stuff and gets all that done for us, does a lot of, he's so patient with me and I appreciate him so much. And Debbie has um, lent her skills to be able to kind of piece things together and get it done, um, make it look a lot better, let's put it that way. And I appreciate both of them so much. I want to talk to you today about courage and what that really means and being strong and courageous in our walk with Christ during this time. Each week what I've been trying to do is give you one word that you can hold on to for that particular week. And this week it's called courage. Emerson wrote, a hero, a person of courage is no braver than an ordinary man, but he is five minutes longer. That's probably true, isn't it? The courage to stand in one moment of time can change a person's destiny. Actually, it can change a nation. It really can. If you know the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, his courage to take a stand changed the entire nation. What a blessing. Courage seems to be easy to talk about, but it's a little difficult when the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Adrian Roger tells of a man who was bragging, had bragged about cutting off the tail of a man-eating lion with a pocket knife of all things. When asked why he didn't cut off the head of that lion, he simply said, well, somebody had already done that. Yeah, courage. It's seemingly easy for us to say that we are courageous, but in the midst of those trying times, sometimes it's not so easy, is it? I mean, I want to be. I want to be that person in that moment. And this is a moment in which God has given you and I an opportunity to be strong and courageous. The question will be, are we? Will we be? You know, in the Bible, there's a, a, an individual, Paul, writes, God gave him the ability to write two-thirds, probably, of the New Testament. I want to be found like him. I find myself probably more like Peter. And, you know, he's a... He's a little antsy and he's a little uh, quick to the draw and he always opens mouth and inserts foot. But not Paul. Paul went through a lot of things. He was, uh, certainly he was uh, shipwrecked and he was beaten and uh, wrongfully accused and put on trial and put in prison. But yet he was courageous. And when he wrote to the church, a church there in Philippi, he wrote these words in chapter 1. It says this, I expect and I hope Watch this. I expect and I hope that I will not fail Christ in anything, but that I will have the courage to show the greatness of Christ in my life here and now, whether I live or I die. Those are pretty powerful words, aren't they? Now, all throughout history, God has given particular tasks to individuals. I believe he's given you and me a task as well. One of the ones that I want to read for you this morning, because it connects us with courage, is a guy by the name of Joshua. See, Joshua has now been given the baton from Moses himself to lead God's people into a promised land. But before he goes into that promised land, he tells him, it's not going to be a cakewalk. 
In fact, he tells them it's going to be some struggles, and trials and hurts and pains and grumbling and complaining as well. But nonetheless, he said, I want to share something with you before you go. Listen to the words in Joshua chapter 1. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from the right to the left or the left to the right, so that you may be successful wherever you go. My friend, I want you to know that God wants you to be successful in all things, even in the midst of this one that we're going through. He wants to know with him you can be successful. I want to end that reading with verse number 8 that says this, Keep the book of the law, or the word of God, always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, that you may be careful to do everything that is written therein. And then you will be prosperous and successful. You see, when you know the Word of God, you can stand on the Word of God. And when you stand on the Word of God, you can be strong and courageous. And when you're strong and courageous, you can be prosperous and successful. But we have a task. We have a challenge before us as well. And right now is for us, those of us that call ourselves Christian, is to be courageous in our faith and our obedience to God. This is such a valuable time for all of us valuable for us to show the world that we have courage to face whatever comes our way, that we're going to be strong and courageous in the Lord. It's perhaps the greatest, think about this, it's perhaps the greatest moment that we will have in our lifetimes to show our children and our grandchildren, and in my case, Donna's case, great-grandchildren, to show them that we are not afraid because we know who is with us. And his name is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Think about it. When they are old and gray, our grandchildren, when they're old and gray, and we're gone to be with the Lord many years, and all those things happen. Our grandchildren, when they're old and gray, and sitting on the porch perhaps, and telling their grandkids someday, you know, my parents and my grandparents... They went through one of the worst pandemics in history and they trusted the Lord. They stood their ground. You see, who knows? Who knows the great effect of what our courage today can give them courage tomorrow? As Christians, you know, we know the, the scripture. All throughout Scripture, you see those that are strong and courageous and faithful, and then you find those that are fearful, and they live terrible lives. I want to be found faithful, and I know you do as well. When you look at, perhaps, if you look at Noah, just for an example, let me give you a couple of Noah, 120 years to build the ark out in the middle of Oklahoma somewhere, right? People that ridiculed him the courage that it took to continually tell his family day after day after day for 120 years, God's going to see us through. God's going to see us through. And he did. Daniel and the lions then, of course, one of the favorite stories that we tell our children and how it was that he could walk in and face the lions, those hungry, man-eating lions. And God said, not tonight. 
What about David and Goliath? Another story we tell. The giant that was too big for the whole entire Israelite army to do anything about. But not David with just a, just a stone and a slingshot. The courage that it took to walk up that hill and say, I, how dare you talk about my God that way? Today, the birds are going to have feast on your head. Courage. What about Esther in the Bible that we read about? She goes before the king to make her request and she has the courage to stand there and she understood the consequences. The king could have had her thrown in prison or beheaded as well. But he didn't. She had the courage to stand and God blessed her greatly. We too must be courageous people. For God has called us in this time. This is our time. That was Esther's time. That was Joseph's time. That was Abraham's time. David's time. This is our time. It's our time. It's our time for our families and our workplaces and our community and our country and our world and the world in which we live. It's time for us to be strong and courageous in the midst of this crisis as well. Speaking of crisis... If you look it up in the dictionary, it's pretty easy to find, of course. It says this about it. A situation or a period in which things are very uncertain, difficult, and painful. Duh! They are, aren't they? But it goes on to say, especially a time when action must be taken to avoid complete disaster or breakdown. A time when action must be taken. Wow! You say, well, what, what action's going on? Well, the government's doing their part. They're doing the best they can. They've not been through this. The doctors and nurses are doing a terrific job. They're doing the best they can. The scientists are rushing and trying to find something that will help us through the midst of this. They're, they have action. But God's called us to take action as well. God's called us to do something as well, even in the midst of this. Things truly are uncertain. Things are difficult, there's no doubt. The decisions that are being made today in our world are going to affect all of us. But you and I are called to put on the badge of courage so that we can overcome as well. We can do what God has called us to do. We can take a stand. We can be courageous, for we're called to be. Courage doesn't mean that we are oblivious of the dangers around us. Well, certainly not. However, the person who waits for the moment in that crisis to get all the courage they need, all the wisdom they need, all the knowledge they need to be able to do something about it probably won't do anything at all anyway. We need to act. We need to act in this moment. But when we have the courage to take the first step, God promises. God promises His children something, and that is that He will give us the strength to carry on. If we take the first step, He gives us the strength to take the next step, and so on and so on. Max Lucado said it best when he said, If there were a thousand steps between you and God, He would take 999 of them, but you and I must take the first step. And that takes courage. Courage, courage to stand in faith today. The courage that you have today to stand in faith can give someone else the courage to also move forward in their life.
courage can and should be contagious, my friend. Is yours contagious? I pray that it is. Someone said this, courage comes before victory and victory comes after obedience. And obedience truly does take courage. It does. Will you be the one to display courage in your family? Or will you be the one in the closet scared to death? People are watching. Will you be the one that we will be willing to step out and give God the glory in advance for the ending of this virus? You know, I, I heard a governor, not our state of Oklahoma, but I heard a governor this past week that said God didn't have anything to do with this. And God doesn't have any part of ending this. My, my. I think he's in for a rude awakening. God knows all things. And God will see us through this. There is no doubt. How can we as Christians believe that God is powerful enough to create life, to part the Red Sea, to cause the sun to stand still, to cause an axe head to float, to cause a burning bush not to be consumed by fire? How is it that we can believe that he caused the lame to walk, the blind to see, and the dead to rise again? And he did. Because he's God. And because he did that, then what is too difficult for him? A virus? I don't think so. Don't give credit to man first. Don't give credit to man first. Be courageous enough to give credit to God first. For he is the one that must be given the credit. He is the one that must be given the glory in the midst of this time. Yes. Be courageous enough to give him all glory and praise. Can I hear an amen? All right, good job. I want to share with you a story that you might know. You may have heard it several times. I don't know throughout your life, but maybe you haven't heard it. And I just pray I can do it a little justice here. It's entitled A Brother's Love, but I find the courage in it as well. It's a story about a little girl that was very, very sick with a rare disease. Her little eight-year-old brother was the only one that had the right blood type that she needed for so that she could live. The doctors explained to the little boy that his sister needed his blood so that she could live. The little boy was quiet. His lips were trembling. And he finally looked up and he told the doctor, I'll do it. So they wheeled the two children down the, to the hospital room, down the hallway, and as they were going down through there, the little boy looked at the little girl, but didn't say anything, but just smiled. So they get them in this room, and they set them up in the chairs, and they hook them up to the IVs and the things they need to do there, and they began to the procedure of the blood transfusion. The young boy watched the blood flow from his body through the tubes into his sister. Trying to hold back the tears, he finally broke the silence and simply said, Doctor, when am I going to die? The doctor then realized why his lips had been trembling and why he was so quiet. 
You see, to the young boy, giving his blood meant giving his life so his sister could live. At that one moment, that one instant, he was courageous enough to give his life for his sister. For that's what he thought he was doing. Wow, what love. But let me tell you another love story. Another one that connects to you and to me. Let us never forget that there was a time when God gave his one and only son. And they led that Jesus through the streets, up the hillside, and they laid him on a cross, and they nailed him there. And the blood that, that flowed from his pierced side, it was so that you and I might live. The courage that it took to walk in complete obedience to the Father has brought more to us than we'll ever know this side of heaven. What he wants to know from us today, those of us that call ourselves Christians, will we stay strong and courageous in our obedience to him as well? Will he find that in you and in me? May the next generation, may the next generation look back and read about us that they were courageous in their Christian walk in the midst of a very dark time in our history. So let me ask you a personal question. Are you courageous enough? Are you courageous enough to give your life over to Christ today? Somebody's saying, no, nah, I don't think so. I think I can weather this virus just fine. Thank you. You're probably right. Most people will. But my friend, someday you won't. But if you're strong enough and courageous enough today to give your life to Christ, He has promised that He would never leave you, never forsake you. And even though you die, yet shall you live. Now that's good news. Are you courageous enough to take him up on that offer is the question. Now for the rest of us. Because most of the people that I talk to most of the time are people that believe. So I want to talk to you for a moment. Are you courageous enough to rededicate your commitment to stand courageously before a world courageously before a world that is telling you and that says these words, be quiet, don't talk about Jesus, shh. Because I can assure you of one thing, my friend, and that is this, that when all this is over, all this is said and done, the world is going to try to tell you and me once again to be quiet. Are you courageous enough are you courageous enough to not let that happen will be the question. Are you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you all glory and praise, for there is no one like you. Father, I know you love me so much that you gladly gave your Son on the cross to die for me so that I can have the privilege to be called 
your child. Wow, what a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for your obedience to the Father and shedding your blood so that I might be washed clean before the Father. Wow, what another blessing. And Holy Spirit, thank you for living in me and guiding me and directing me and giving me the courage to stand in the midst of the storms that I go through in my own life. Wow, what another blessing. May I from this day forth stand by faith with great courage to declare your faithfulness to a lost and dying world around me. May we all, all of us, seek your face and your goodness in all that we do. Help us to have the courage to stand as children of the promise, because that's what we are, children of the promise. May our eyes always be fixed on you until our race is finished and our work is done. Help us to walk, help us to walk courageously in a world that needs to see our faith. And by our faith and not by sight, Father. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, my friend. Stand strong. Stand strong and courageous. And do not be afraid. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you.